I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. For all you non-believers, disrespect us, talk crap about the defense, like we're the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. And so, Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of NFL Friday here on this Friday, December 3rd. Week 13 of the NFL season is already upon us. Hard to believe the old Mike Francesa adage where he kept being shocked every week that the season was moving along. Well, I'm shocked that we're moving along here. Only five more weeks to go until the playoffs get started. So much to get into today. We'll be talking Jets, as always, Giants. The aforementioned playoff picture, we'll be breaking that down, talking who we think will end up holding on in these divisions, getting the wildcard spots, etc. Weekly pickums like we do every Friday. And here to do with me, as always, is Mike Messina. Mike, how's it going? It's going great, man. Um, coming, Giants are coming off a big win against the Philadelphia Eagles, a game where they kind of had to win because we see it every, I think, Thursday and Monday night and possibly Sunday night, the teams that are in the hunt, and pretty much every team in the NFC is in the hunt right now. Um, so it's going to come down to the wire, and that's exactly what you want to see. Week 13, I, I was reading an article this morning. There's not one team, including the 0-10-1 Detroit Lions, that are mathematically <laughs> out of the playoff picture. So... It's a miracle, but there's a possibility for every team in this league to get in, and I'm excited for for this to come down to the wire and see the fireworks that can come down. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a small chance, Mike. That's not not happening. But, you know, the funny thing is you mentioned the the playoff picture. The AFC and the NFC are almost inverses of each other. The vast majority of the AFC is either at 500 or over. The NFC vast majority is, you know, either below 500 or at that 500 mark, there aren't really a lot of as many elite teams, per se, in the NFC. So it, some NFC teams, like the Giants, which we can get into that in a little bit, have more of a shot at a playoff picture this year. Some interesting things to talk about there. But of course, also, NFL Friday would not be complete without some fantasy talk. And this week's fantasy expert is Matt Benson. Matt, nice to finally be working with you. How's it going? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited to work on the podcast, my first episode. Uh, I got some great, uh, great picks for fantasy this week with uh stardom sit and sleepers i'm excited to get working today he said you got some great picks all right he's, he's coming out bold. i need some all right hey, they, i think our listeners will be happy to hear that so let's get started and as we do every week it seems when i'm hosting at least let's get started by doing some jets talk so new york is of course coming off their third win of the season eclipsing last year's win total so progress people we have some progress for the new york jets they beat the texans down in houston this past sunday 21 14 it was zach wilson's first game back from the knee injury he seemed to tweak that knee at one point in the game saying it felt a little weird at one point it seemed maybe josh johnson would have to come in he said it's just something he's got to monitor going forward of course zach didn't really end up missing time in the game but 
I don't know. That, that was a little bit of a cause for concern. Overall, Zach's first game back, rusty. I think um, Mike LaFleur, offensive coordinator, acknowledged that. You know, he looked like a guy, a rookie who's missed several games, been out a month, and that's how he played. Started off slow, finished stronger in the second half, 145 yards passing, a rushing touchdown, an interception, which in the moment looked awful. It's still not a good decision, but if you really break it down, you know, some people have, it wasn't as bad as you think, really just really bad timing. But that's enough about last Sunday. Of course, the Jets will be taking on the Eagles this Sunday at MetLife. So, look. We're at the point of the season with the Jets, maybe with the Giants too. We can talk about whether we think they're a playoff team, but I think we're at a point where, you know, what, what can we really say about this team? They, they beat up on a bad Texans team past Sunday. They're going in to play an Eagles team, which frankly, I don't think a lot of us really know what to expect from them. So, you know, Mike, let's start off with you. Any takeaways from that win against Houston? And then what are you looking forward to this week? Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned that they beat up on the Texans. I'm going to disagree with that. I don't think it was a beat up at uh, all. I mean, uh, I don't, did I say beat up? I apologize. They, they beat them. I think yeah, that's what I they, they beat them. But yeah. it was an ugly game oh, from it? the first whistle to the very last whistle. And I got to be honest, I was covering the Giants game, so mm-hmm. I wasn't really paying too close attention to it. Mm-hmm. But from what I was seeing, Zach Wilson just didn't really have, have his feeling. Yeah, obviously, Mike LaFleur made awesome points where he's a rookie quarterback coming off what he missed four games correct I think it's five games five games five coming games, off a yeah. five game span where he no, didn't play because of a knee games. injury it was four games I apologize he missed he left early against New England and then he missed Cincy Indianapolis Miami so like four four games technically still a rookie quarterback with a knee injury coming out of those games you're not going to expect him to come out there and be Tom Brady I mean I mean 14 24 145 yards really isn't terrible when you put it into the perspective of a kid, he's still a kid, a very young kid, coming back from injury, trying to fight through this adversity he's been put in with new coaches, new team, uh, new teammates, excuse me, and just new everything for him. And it's going to take some adjustment. Obviously, I think I speak for everyone in the world when I say the Jets are, will not be in the playoffs this year. <laughs> so look, it, it's just building. It's it, it's a building block, and I think Rob Sala and Zach Wilson are working together greatly on this and I think there is potential in the future but this was just an ugly game and I think if there was a game last week where you say to yourself oh I'm not even gonna remotely think about putting this game on this had to be the game I mean look if you're a Jeff fan like myself you know I was home of for course, Thanksgiving you're gonna watch you know, I'm gonna game. watch the game so I was watching I mean look it wasn't I've seen the, trust me as a Jet fan I've seen some incredibly ugly games and this game I mean was it it was two bad teams so I'm not gonna act like it was you mm-hmm. know Packers Bucks out there but it, it, it was fine. It's good to see a team win. It's good for a Jets team that needed a win. I think Zach Wilson needed to come out in that first start, show that he still can be the guy. Obviously, he didn't light it up the way he did against Tennessee. He didn't make any of those spectacular throws that he's made in other games against like Carolina, for example, even in the Patriot game, which he was awful, and he made some great throws that day as well. So, I mean, look, Zach Wilson, I think the point is that he was rusty. Let's see how he does this Sunday against the Eagles, who frankly, you know, ugly game themselves against the Giants, which we can break down in a little bit. But I don't know. I think the I think the point is, and we've emphasized this really all season long with the Jets, it's about showing improvement. And I think as long as, you know, they've already seen massive improvement with these young rookies, Elijah Moore, Elijah Vera Tucker, Michael Carter, who unfortunately is out now for a couple of weeks with the ankle injury. But as long as Zach Wilson can join that, I guess we can call it like the progression party. I don't know I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, I would call but, it exactly that. Yeah, yeah. As long as he can progress in the way those other guys have. I mean, Elijah Vera Tucker has been fantastic for this team. And once again against Houston on Sunday, the running lanes this guy was opening up were absolutely insane. You know, we talked about Makai Becton last year, who, of course, has been basically out this entire, well, beside a few quarters in the opener, has been out this entire season due to uh, a knee injury. So, really, Elijah Vera Tucker is, you know, he's been the kind of the stud in the offensive line. Now, obviously, at guard, Becton's a tackle. 
but he's really opened my eyes as well. And, you know, I think you got to give some credit to the offensive line this past Sunday. The Jets rushed for 157 yards in a game. Shout out to Austin Waller. I was just going to mention him. Yes, signed off the practice squad from the Houston area, played at Rice. Jets bring him up because Michael Carter's injured. He had a great day. He has a touch. He had a first touchdown of his career. He talked about how like he felt his father, who unfortunately has passed away, watching down him. His family was there, so that was a great story. Another storyline from this Jets uh, this past game, past Sunday. Jets had five sacks. Uh, finally, you know this was a defensive line that has been touted. Robert Sala has talked about how great this defensive line was supposed to be, and frankly, since that Tennessee game where they had six or seven sacks, I don't remember what it was exactly. They had yet to kind of really perform. They finally had a big game again. I know Houston's D line isn't great. But, hey, five sacks, two for Jonathan Franklin Myers, who, frankly, has been somewhat of a no-show recently. He also had that interception in which he batted down a screen pass, caught it, ran it back a little bit. So, again, Zach Wilson, he was fine, but there's also a lot of other positives to take out of this game. And I want to preview the upcoming game against uh, the Eagles, which, of course, I think Matt will have a strong interest in as an Eagles fan. But Oh, we got an Eagles fan on the podcast. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I think that's enough for the kind of the recap. I think there were some positives. Again, it's an ugly t- there's two ugly teams playing each other. Jets win. You're not going to knock a win. But never. A let's let's look ahead now to this Sunday against Philly. You know, the Eagles, as I mentioned before, are coming off a 13-7 loss to the Giants at MetLife Stadium. That was a must-win game for Philadelphia. They're trying to get in the playoff picture, or they really are in the playoff picture. They needed that win to kind of progress in the division, you know, with Dallas seemingly struggling. They win last night, Thursday night, against the Saints. But as we look at this game with the Jets and the Eagles this Sunday— you know, I'll start off with Mike and then Matt, of course, you're the Eagles fan, and feel free to give us an Eagles perspective. You don't got to take it easy on the Jets, uh, you know. So, Mike, if we're looking at this game, what are the Jets going to have to do? What is Zach Wilson going to have to do for them to win? All right, well, I'm going to start. I'm going to go back a couple steps. Watching the Eagles play the Giants last mm-hmm. week, I was confident that Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of the future for this <laughs> Eagles team. I love what he does on his feet, and he's getting better on the uh, – throwing the ball. He's getting much better at that. He just didn't perform last week, obviously lost in an ugly game. But look, the Jets are just going to be able to, are going to have to be able to stop Jalen Hurts on his feet. And Miles Sanders and Boston Scott in the running game as well. Those three guys were running all over the Giants last week. And it made no sense because they were getting so much, so much yardage on running plays. They throw it on second and two, throw it on third and two, throw it on fourth and two, three straight incompletions. So I think the Eagles are definitely going to do this to the Jets. Going to be running the ball down the throats with Jalen Hurts, with Boston Scott, with Miles Sanders. And look, if the Jets are going to win this game, that defensive line is going to have to plug those holes and be able to get those linebackers up the middle and stop these runs because the Eagles are a team who are not afraid to run the ball on any down, any distance. Third and 15, they could run that ball and get a first down. No issues with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. So, I mean, look, the Jets, the defense is going to have to step up. You said they've been playing great. Um, well, they gonna... played for one game. Yeah. Also, Houston's pretty bad, so uh, as you will. Yeah, I, I would say pretty bad. <laughs> but look, they're just going to have to keep stepping up like they do. Look, you, you mentioned it's a progression error, and it's <laughs> as a giant, it's been a progression error for a long time for both of these teams. Yeah. And it sucks that we have to keep saying it's a progression error. When will it ever end? No one knows. But look, it, that's realistically what it is. And an improvement from the Texans game, you, no one's going to knock a win. A win is a win, and you have to take that progression with the little steps it is, and they just have to go forward in the Eagles game. But if they want to win, they have to stop that run game from Jalen Hurts. I think that's a good point. I should mention before we hear from Matt real quick, Jalen Hurts is actually questionable to play in this game on Sunday. Ankle injury, so a possibility, and obviously I'm not an Eagles beat reporter. I'm a Jets beat reporter, so I can't say I'm really up to date on what's going on with the Eagles right now. Possibility that Gardner Minshew might have to play in this game. That was my question. Who's their backup quarterback? Gardner Minshew. Okay. With, the, the, with the trade of Joe Flacco, these two, this Jets and Eagles, you know, the two teams that are somewhat intertwined right now. Of course, Joe Douglas, former Eagles executive, the GM of the Jets. Also, shout out to Joe, Joe, Joe Douglas right now. 
a few weeks ago during the trade deadline, he traded uh, backup tight end Daniel Brown for Duvernay Tartif, the Jets now starting right guard. A straight trade. It was, uh, Tartif was a guy who was a solid piece, piece on the Chiefs offensive line. They make this trade. They get Tartif. He replaces Greg Van Roten on the line for the Jets. And he's been fantastic. And then the Chiefs wave Dan Brown, who the Jets now re-signed to the practice squad. So essentially, Joe Douglas upgraded the right guard position for nothing. So shout out to Joe Douglas. That's what you got to do. But let's hear now from the Eagles fan on the panel today. Matt, you can give us an Eagles perspective if you want. You can talk about the Jets if you'd like to. What what are you looking forward to in this game on Sunday? Yeah, I was trying to stay as neutral as possible. Just, That's a, no, you, know. you don't have to. Trust me. I never stay neutral on this show, so go right ahead. At least at least we're in New York, though, so you can get okay. away with it wow, being on the Jets. Fine. You know, yeah. Philly fans, New York, doesn't work too well. Yeah. But Mike, Mike hit it right on the head with the rushing game for the Eagles. They've, I believe they've averaged over 200 rushing yards over the past five games, led by Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, obviously, and Boston Scott, who's kind of resurged a bit, especially against the Giants, where he had another rushing touchdown. He has five touchdowns in his last five games against the Giants. I mean, he's, he, he kills us. He's <laughs> the giant killer. That's, that's what we call him down there, and... That's just what he does. But, uh, yeah, you, you did mention, Mike, uh, that Jalen Hurts is out, uh, possibly out with an ankle injury. He's still questionable right now. But uh, if he's out, it's going to play a big impact on their game, especially because Jalen Hurts runs the ball so much, and that's such an integral part of their offense. Gardner Minshew's more of a pocket passer. He doesn't run as well as Hurts, obviously, and that could completely change the dynamic of the Eagles' offense. Um, but if Hurts is in... If they have that three 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 headed monster of the rushing attack, I think the Jets are gonna have a big test. But you guys mentioned the 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 Jets progression. It's constantly building block, building block. If they can get you know, they got the win against the Texans who are everybody knows they're not a good team. They're terrible. But the Eagles are a mediocre team. They're five and seven right now. They've been playing better football up until last week against the Giants. But if the Jets can get a win against the Eagles, I think that's a really good stepping spl- stepping stone in their, you know, in their rise. Yeah, you say they're a mediocre team at five and seven, but literally the and pretty much the entire NFC is yeah. five and seven worse or one game better. I, I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think the Eagles are a top notch no, caliber Super team, but I wouldn't say five and seven is a mediocre team with how the standings sit right now. Because because you got to look at it, Eagles are five and seven, Vikings are five and six, Bears are. I mean, Bears stink. I guess I shouldn't use them as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, Panthers five and seven, Saints somehow five and seven. There's a lot of teams, man, that that are at the same record as the Eagles. But look, I put the Eagles above all those teams I just mentioned. So yeah, I mean, we'll we'll break down way more. I think that's a good kind of start starting off point when we get into our playoff picture segment in a little bit. Just to kind of wrap up the Jets real quick. This is one thing I will say, Matt. Good points there with the Eagles. You know, for me, if the Jets are going to win this game, number one, the D line, like I said, had been absent the past few weeks. They had a good game last week against Houston. They got to build that performance. And Zach Wilson, look, let's start seeing some touchdown passes. I I don't know if people really realize this. He's only thrown touchdown passes in two of his starts against Tennessee and against Carolina week one. Every other start he's made, he is, he's yet he has not thrown a touchdown pass in those games. So the four touchdown passes he has on the season, if I'm not mistaken, those came in two games. So I know he's also missed some games because of the knee injury, etc. But look, Zach, let's start seeing you sling it. I know the last game you're kind of knocking the rust off. I think it helps that LaFleur is up in the booth nowadays. He's obviously, the offense has improved as the season has gone along. Now let's see if Zach Wilson jumping back in can continue with that improvement. And, you know, I think last week he could have had a touchdown pass to Ryan Griffin, the tight end. It was a tough catch. He should have made it, though. But, hey, look, I, I just want to see some touchdown passes from Zach Wilson to maybe Elijah Moore, who's a stud. Love to see that. Also going to have to see some more of the Jets running attack. And you guys mentioned the Eagles running attack. The Jets have been gashed this t- sometimes this year. I think about the Indianapolis game, Jonathan Taylor running all over them. So, hey, this D-line, not only should they get after the quarterback, but they're going to have to stop the run game as well. All right, so that's going to do it for the Jets talk. 
Let's move over to the other New York football team, and that, of course, is the Giants, who are also coming off a win. We mentioned it already, besting the Eagles 13-7 at home at MetLife. Doesn't seem like there was much of a change with the Giants' offense now that Freddie Kitchens is the offensive coordinator. Still mediocre results, yet they picked up the win, their fourth win of the season. Hey, they're in the playoff picture. They'll be traveling to Miami this weekend to take on the Dolphins. Mike, you're our Giants beat reporter. Maybe you want to give us a little recap of the game. Maybe you want to look ahead to this week. What do you got? Yeah, so the game was pretty bad. Mm. It was a a very slow-paced first half and a very slow-paced second half. And I just want to say, you mentioned the Zach Wilson throwing touchdowns. Set the Giants, I don't know, I, I'm pretty sure this is relatable for the Jets, the Giants only have two first quarter touchdowns this entire season. Yeah, the season. Jets have one of the worst first quarter, first it's half offenses. It's despicable how 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 this, these teams can't score. I in think the first MetLife Stadium was built on ancient burial grounds. It, it has to be. Th- I think there's bodies under there. But the Giants always have good first drives, good second drives, and then it just always ends up with a Graham Cano like 33 yard field goal yeah. every single time I watch it, and that's exactly what happened against the Eagles. The Giants drive down first f- first drive of the game, second drive of the game and just can't capitalize. They don't turn the ball over, however, but just can't capitalize on third down. Graham Gano comes in, been lights out lately, missed his first field goal last week, I don't know, in like seven, eight weeks or something like that. Maybe all season. But look, this game was just bad from the start. Saquon Barkley, 40 yards. I, I mean, what are we doing? What, Saquon, what are we doing look, every him? week, what are we, we, doing we can talk him? about the knee injury, but every week this guy, and I feel bad for him because I think he's a good guy. I think he had a lot of potential, and then obviously he's had some major injuries. Every week, to me, he just proves again and again that pick at number two overall was just a boneheaded decision by Dave Yellman, who probably is gone at the end of this year. And I've said, I think I said last week on, on this show, that I was a fan of him at number two. Mm-hmm. He has done absolutely nothing for this Giants offense. Well, Legitimately I, I don't, I don't nothing. Remember, I don't I mean to cut you off, but I just want to say, I don't remember if it was after the pick itself or after his first few games as a rookie. You know, Gettleman was talking about Saquon getting fitted for a gold jacket. I mean... Talk about mush of the century. I mean, this Saquon is just, I, I don't know. But go ahead, Mike. I didn't mean to cut you off. It, it, it's just the same stuff every week. He gets the ball on little screen routes, loses two yards. <laughs> Next play, another screen to him on the other side of the field, gains three yards. So it's yeah. positive one. I mean, I mean, 13 carries are 40 yards for your number run two overall running back. to the left, they get stopped at the line. You look at it, Daniel Jones, 30 yards rushing. I'm sorry, our quarterback should not have. No, of course uh, not. Daniel Jones, uh, obviously, if it's like a Lamar Jackson type of guy, that's a different story. Yeah. But Daniel Jones isn't, isn't Lamar Jackson on the feet. Very good on the feet. Can mm-hmm. util, util, Utilizes them very well. Yeah. He should not be 10 yards under our starting running back yeah. in, in, in rushing yards. And it's been like that all season, man. They cannot get Saquon Barkley. I mean, it's obviously this offensive line that has been on a rebuild for four years now. But they cannot get him any space to run through this middle of the field, and it's been like that all season. Defense stepped up big time last game, though. Three interceptions, four turnovers. You have the Dexter Lawrence um, forced fumble on Boston Scott within the last couple seconds of the game to seal it. Um, Big game, big win. Puts them back into the hunt more than they already were, but obviously same, same, same scenario as the Jets, same scenario as the Eagles are in. We'll have to see, but it was encouraging to get the win. Obviously just not going to knock a win, not going to knock anything, but Daniel Jones gets hurt, strained neck. Yeah. Mike Lennon will be the starting quarterback this week against the Miami Dolphins, and they signed Jake Frum from the Buffalo Bills <laughs> practice squad, which questionable decision. He hasn't played any time in the NFL yet, had no, yeah. hasn't started nothing. I like him. He's a good player. Like his attitude. Like him from from that Netflix show. Uh, I can't remember what the name of it was. <laughs> on, I, didn't, I didn't realize he was on. He's yeah, on yeah, yeah. Show? Oh, QB one. He's uh, on QB one. You, you got me. I watched Seinfeld on Netflix. Oh, I'm not watching yeah. anything else. Uh, so. Liked him at Georgia, but 
look, he's he's quarterback number two for this game. So if he can get some reps, get him some reps. I'm all for. I said it for the Jets too. Why why start Flacco? Why not start Mike White? Yeah. If we're in the opportunity, if we have the opportunity to get Jake from some reps, I'm all for getting him getting him the reps. Just just. Yeah, I mean, I I would say this as far as from. I mean, the thing is that he just got signed off the Bills practice squad. What does he know about the offense? I mean, I, I get you want to see. Of course. What you want to see him get some reps? Maybe the other thing was, I mean, but if it's a blowout win, from no, I get it. I mean, from you know the other thing is like in college, like he was good. Obviously, Georgia was very good when he played. You know, he was the quarterback for them. But you know he never really like was a, like a wowing. Star I don't think I don't think he won a college. national championship. No, he didn't. No, well Georgia hasn't. No, yeah, they, they haven't. Won. They haven't won. <laughs> yeah, but you know he he even couldn't really throw outside the numbers. He doesn't have a huge arm. I think that's kind of why he fell in the draft. And you know I, I just I don't really I like I get the Giants. I think we can all kind of say at this point. You know I think Daniel Jones wasn't really the issue this year, but I think he's showing more and more that he's just not the guy going forward. So I get wanting to evaluate some quarterback talent to see what you got. Although, look, I, 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 and I could be wrong. I don't think anyone thought Mike White was going to be great. I just don't really see Jake Fromm going out there and showing something why he could be any kind of quarterback of the future. And Mike Lennon knows the offense. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, do I think the Giants are going to be well, – do I think they'll be a wild card team this year? No. But they're still in it. He gives you the best chance to win. That's what it is. I will say about Daniel Jones, you know, I don't really know the extent of the injury. It's really, really strange. He gets hurt in the game on Sunday doesn't really appear on the injury report on Monday. Then suddenly he starts talking about this next train. He is practicing, no contact, though. Obviously, in a practice, the regular season, you're not going to hit the quarterback. But, you know, apparently, and again, I'm just, this is what I've been hearing, so I could be wrong. So take this uh, take this with a grain of salt. You know, the injury, even though he feels somewhat fine, I think he has a stiff neck or is a little sore, the doctors are apparently concerned that if he goes out there, even though he feels relatively okay now, if he takes another hit, he could get really messed up, which, you know, the, when it comes to football, the neck and the head, those are the two last areas that you want to have an injury. You know, so I I think it's very possible. And, look, I'm not a Giants doctor. I don't have the latest Giants news in front of me. I, I think it's possible we not, might not see Dan Jones again this year. We might not see him again for the Giants, given the fact that who knows with his injury, but also really more so, who, I don't really think the Giants are going to take him going forward. But before we look ahead to this week's game against the Dolphins, Matt, you're an Eagles fan, so I'm of course I'm assuming you were watching that Giants Eagles game. I, I I think our New York audience and or really our audience in general benefit more from a Giants analysis right now. But you know you're watching that game. What were your thoughts on how the Giants offense performed? Because you know they did change offensive coordinators, and for me, I didn't really notice much of a difference. Yeah, I got to be honest. I really didn't notice much of a difference. They they only scored 13 points. Dalen Jones didn't do much offensively. You guys mentioned Saquon Barkley only had 40 rushing yards. Like, they really didn't seem to change much with the loss of Jason Garrett. And then defensively, though, I would say the Giants looked really good. I mean, they, they, only, great. they, they only let up 124 passing yards from Hurts. He threw three picks, including the, the key pick at the end of the first half, um, if I remember correctly, and then also the forced fumble at the end of the game off Boston Scott. And that was also without Adoree Jackson and Logan Ryan for much of the game. So they lost two big members of their secondary, and they still they still held up really well. And I believe... If I remember right, going off my fantasy stats, I believe Devontae Smith only had two fantasy points uh, that game, which he More was non-existent. Yeah, well, <laughs> we don't even need to talk about that. Uh, you know, that was that was a little frustrating. I mean, he drops the ball at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, he, we, we was catching him, unlike Aguilar, uh, or in this like case, Rager. Yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, we don't Look, need to the, talk about that. The Giants shut down Dallas Goddard and oh, Devontae Smith absolutely. just like the job was supposed to do. They did a fantastic job doing that. Look, and Jalen Hurts, you mentioned the interception at the half. That was kind of a momentum killer for that Eagles offense. They were driving, driving, driving. They had the Giants in their back pocket, on their heels. They were not ready for it. 
And then Jalen Hurts just made a dumb throwing decision. He had yeah, plenty of pl- plenty of running lane to to go, and he just threw the ball. And it was just interception, half over, and that was it. And I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, the Eagles had the ball to start the second half, and a quick three and out, and, and that was that. But I do want to touch on Giants' one touchdown of the game. Chris Myrick signed off the practice squad that day. First NFL game, two receptions, one touchdown. Really, the, obviously, the only touchdown for the Giants um, in the game. Played great. Love the attitude of him, mm-hmm. uh, um, and it should be great using him going forward because the Giants yeah. are just depleted and depleted with injuries. Well, you know, I guess you know both New York teams a little highlight for the practice squad guy this past Sunday. But before we move on from our Giants segment, Mike, I just want to hear from you as Giants beat reporter. You know, what are the Giants going to have to do this weekend if they're going to beat Miami? That's a big question because <laughs> I, I don't know. I I truly don't know if there is anything they can do to beat Miami. Right, Miami, Miami, Miami is rolling right now. Two they, is still. I mean, look. I know Tua played well last week. He's still not very good. So a hundred percent. But the Dolphins are looking good. Brian Flores is, is making some good calls out there. But look, with Mike Lennon, I don't even know what to expect. We know what we know what he can give us, and it's really nothing spectacular. And everyone who watches the Giants knows that. So I don't know. I I, I guess. I'm going to look forward to, let's see what Saquon Barkley can do. Let's see if Kenny Galladay can get more involved with the Freddie Kitchens offense. Um, Kadarius Tony's out. Sterling Shepard's out. Um, Adore Jackson's out. Logan Ryan's back on defense, though, so that, that that's going to help that defense improve and get better week after week um, like they want. And look, John Ross is still out with a sickness. Nate Solder's out on the O-line. Uh, that's not really a loss. No, not at all. <laughs> but Matt, even Matt, Matt Pert's getting beat left and right yeah. on the line, and mm-hmm. he's just getting tumbled over on. And there's nothing they can do, and it's just I, I'm just here for the progression era, man. You said <laughs> I, I I need to see some. I, I want Kenny Kenny Galladay to get some catches. He still hasn't had a touchdown all season. Kenny Galladay has been a bust of a zero, zero touchdowns all season. I put half of that on seventy five percent of that on Jason Garrett not getting right. him the ball, but he had a touchdown pass in his hands and he drops it. <laughs> I mean. There comes a point where yeah. this superstar wide receiver that, that yeah. the Giants well, yeah, acquired from the Lions yeah. have to catch those balls yeah, I mean, in the corner. Look, if the Detroit Lions are letting you go, I mean, what does that say? I mean, I, uh, Kenny Alday has been a bit of a bust. But you know what? Let's transition now because I think, you know, we're talking Giants. We've already mentioned it a few times. You know, the potential for them to get a wild card spot. Let's open it up a little bit and let's look more at the playoff picture in general. So let me kind of give our listeners and give everyone here a, a current rundown, if you will, of the NFL playoff picture. So in the AFC, right now, our playoff seats, the number one seed would be the Ravens. They would get a bye in the first round, of course, winning the AFC North. The Pats would be the number two seat. Didn't see that one coming in the beginning of the year. I think they could very well hang on to this AFC East. I know the Bills are right there, too, but hey, Pats right now, number two seat in the AFC, followed by the Titans. I don't. I mean, I know the Colts have been making a bit of a run. I don't really personally see them pulling out the South. I know they're missing Derrick Henry. I know Ryan Tannehill's not the same without that guy in the backfield. But right now, Titans the number three seed. The Chiefs surging. They would be the number four seed champions of the West. And then our wild cards, you'd have the Bengals as the number one wild card, the Bills as the number two wild card, and the Chargers would be the number three wild card. That's the AFC playoff picture. NFC-wise, number one seed right now would be the Arizona Cardinals, followed by the Green Bay Packers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at three. I still like them personally to potentially come out of the NFC in the Super Bowl. Packers just always seem to be the bridesmaid, never the bride. And the Cardinals, unproven in the playoffs. So we'll see there. The Cowboys are the number four seed. Seems like they'll be hanging on to the NFC East. They have to. Big win last night against the Saints. Well, not really a big win. The Saints aren't really that good this year, especially with Taysom Hill, quarterback. But Now he's hurt. Yeah. But, I mean, look, Cowboys needed a win. They got it. I I don't really think Washington, or no offense, Matt, Philly is going to make a play for the division. So Cowboys, number four seed. And then you run down to the wild cards in the NFC. 
Rams, 49ers, a couple of NFC West teams, and then the final wild card spot right now, surprisingly, but this kind of speaks to how the NFC has a lot of not very good teams, and that is the Washington football team, who are, of course, a wild card team last year as well. So that is the playoff picture right now. A lot to process. I have my thoughts, but you know what? Before we get into our fantasy segment and we do pickums, I want to kind of break down this playoff picture. Mike, what really stands out to you? Who do you think is going to end up holding on to these divisions? Do you think we're going to see a shakeup in what I just read to you? Uh, and I'll give you a, se- a second to sneeze there. All good. What do you kind of think about what's going on right now? Look, I'll start with the AFC, and, and we talk about how surprising it is to see the Pats yeah. holding the number two seed right now. And I don't think they're going to hold that number two seed very long. Mm. I, I think they're winning the AFC. They're going to be the number oh, one seed coming okay. out of the They are on fire. They are very good, and they're playing better than Buffalo is right now. And there's a big, big game. I'm sure we'll touch on this when we do the pick-em second. There's a big Pats-Bills game this weekend. More than football. That's really going to, in my opinion, decide who's going to win mm-hmm. this East. And if the Pats just go in there into Buffalo and roll over the Bills, then it's not going to go over well for, for Buffalo, Bills Mafia, <laughs> and, and honestly, Pats fan as a whole, because they will be going crazy, I know. Behind us in Studio 3, Kelly Bright, known Pats fan. I'm sure we'll hear from her after this game if the Pats won. But look, I'll go down on the AFC. I have Pats won. I have Baltimore sticking out with the number two seed. I have Tennessee. I just don't see who's going to be better than them in the South. I mean, I don't really trust Indy that much. And obviously, Houston and Jacksonville is not an option. Um, Then I have the Chiefs. They're, They're starting to roll again. Pat Mahomes is starting to be coming to his own legs again, so that's good. And then for the wild card, I have the Bills at the first one, okay. Cincy, and then I am s- I have two teams right down for number seven here. I have Cleveland, right. and I have Indianapolis. Okay. Baker with the shoulder injury, and honestly, every injury that— So I that, guess you don't think the Chargers will be holding on to that last spot. I do not, because they have not shown me anything for about four weeks now. And right. I, I, I like to follow them, because I have Herbert as my fantasy quarterback, and— it just been downhill, downhill. And I thought they had a good chance. Herbert MVP, Charger Super Bowl appearance. I thought that was an option, but I just don't think that. Honestly, I'm going to put the blame on Herbert because their receivers are doing very well, I think. So I'm going to have the Chargers not in the hunt. I, I honestly think it's going to be, um, I want it to be the Browns, but I think it's going to be Indianapolis. Hopefully Derrick Henry comes back. I'm seeing that there's a possibility that he is back. He does come back either for the playoffs or right before. So I'm going to go with Indianapolis as that third wild card team and then, um, I'll go do the NFC after. Yeah, we'll I mean, picks. for me, for AFC, and then, Matt, I want to hear your thoughts, too. I, I agree with what you said. You know, I'm terrified in New England right now. It pains me. You, you have know, we, to be. I can see Kelly Bright right now. She's in the other studio. I can see her through the glass. One of the biggest Patriot fans here. And I know she's probably giddy, just like Quigley is, or one of our other coworkers, any, Jack Roach, anyone who loves the Patriots. I'm, I just can't believe it. I was celebrating. I was like, the Patriot dynasty is finally over. They're done. And then what do they do? They come right back. And I'm vomiting internally as I say this. Bill Belichick, in all honesty, probably should be coach of the year. I want to throw up just saying that. That's life, but, man. Look, the guys are already the GOAT in terms of coaches. You want to say Lombardi, maybe, okay, fine. But coach, I mean, what he's done with a rookie quarterback very well could be the number one seed in the AFC. And I'm looking at these other teams. Baltimore, I mean, didn't really look that great in their last game against Cleveland. I don't really Tennessee. I don't really trust with Derrick Henry being out. Kansas City. I don't care what anyone says. I know they've kind of made a surge as of late. I don't really see that from them. These other wild card teams. I like Buffalo coming into the season. They've been a disappointment. So I'm looking at this now. To me, it seems. I think, like you said, I very well think New England could be the number one seat in the AFC. I think they could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, Chris Collinsworth, uh, NBC, oh, yeah. is, oh, yeah. NBC is the Super Bowl this year. Collinsworth said every he's done the Super Bowl, it's been the Patriots, and he's doing it again this year. 
We'll see what happens. In terms of that final wildcard spot, I'd like to think Cincinnati can hold on to their spot. I think Buffalo will be one of the wildcard teams. Then you're looking at the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Colts, the Browns. I don't think the Steelers are going to be anything, really. I like to think it'd be Cleveland, but with Baker and his injuries, I don't really know. Colts, I think that's where I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean with the Colts. I also wouldn't necessarily count out the Raiders, but they've been inconsistent at times. So I think the Colts, kind of like you alluded to, Mike, get that final wildcard spot in the AFC. Matt, let's hear your thoughts on the AFC, and then quickly we'll transition to the NFC. Yeah, I I'm, I completely agree with your uh, with your calls on with the Patriots. Patriots are surging right now. Mac Jones is doing an incredible job. I don't know if I agree with your take that they would represent them in the super in the AFC in the Super Bowl, especially with how young Mac Jones is. But hey, Bill Belichick's taken help take Tom Brady to the Super Bowl in his first year as a starter, so it's happened. But um, one thing I would like to mention is the Bills. They they have. A pretty easy schedule. I mean, they they have the Patriots twice. Those are huge games for them. But actually, sorry, uh, yes, they play the Jets, Panthers, and Falcons, who are all yeah teams. They're not great. Also, Mike, you mentioned that the Chargers. You don't think they're going to make it? They're playing the Texans, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Giants in the remaining games. Mm-hmm. I think I think they could have. They could definitely get to a nine and eight record, possibly even ten and seven, which would get them that seven seed. But I do I do agree with both of you guys. I think the Colts, Jonathan Taylor's done a great job this year. Carson Wentz is finest quarterback. He's not messing up as bad as he did last year for Philly. I think they could possibly sneak into the seventh seed uh, if the Chargers can't pull out the easy wins. I have to interrupt you real quick. I think Carson Wentz stinks. I don't think he's finest quarterback. <laughs> Just got to put that out there. All right, whatever. All right. Fair, Matt, good points. I think you bring us some good ideas. Let's quickly move to the NFC because we still got a lot to get to in the show and we don't want to have a five-hour program, although I would be fine with that. I'll but... do it. Whatever. Let's hear NFC now, Mike. I ran through it a little bit before. Where do you think we're going to end up here? Look, I mean, I have the Bucks at the number one seed. I see them going 5-1 and one of their next six. They have Atlanta, Buffalo. I see Atlanta as a win. Buffalo as the one loss I see for them. Saints, pa- uh, Panthers, Jets, Panthers. I see them going 5-1 and one and just taking over this, this NFC. I have the Packers. I love the Packers. I love what Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams can do with each other. Obviously, they're a very good football team in there's really no convincing going on. Then I have the Cardinals. I, I mean, uh, Deshaun, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, excuse me, <laughs> and Kyler Murray are both game-time decisions this week. So if they can both come play the remainder five or six games in the schedule, I think they are going to be able to get that three seed in the NFC. And for the four seed, I have Dallas. I, I mean, I don't know who else out of the NFC East would be, be that one seed. I don't think it's going to be Washington, obviously. But I have the Cowboys and the three wildcard teams. I have five as the Rams, six as the Niners, and seven I do have the the football team in there taking over that last wildcard spot because I was debating on the football team or the Vikings here. Yeah. And I, going back, seeing all the last-second losses these hmm. Vikings have, I just don't trust Kirk Cousins in this Vikings defense or offense in order to get that spot. And the football team's been playing good. Heineke has been playing past his expectation, in my opinion, so I'm going to put the football team at that number seven spot. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the thing about the NFC is that it's just not nearly as exciting as the, the AFC playoff picture. I mean, you're looking at it here, you know, we, we can debate the rankings overall. You know, I, I think Tampa Bay, I honestly think this Tampa Bay team might be better than the team they, they were when they won the Super Bowl. A lot of last season they were figuring things out. I think they really hit their stride in the playoffs. They've continued it into this year. I know they've had a couple of bad losses, but I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at it here. I think Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa, that's pretty much cemented as the top three. Mm-hmm. I think they'll win the divisions, obviously. I even but, think you can put Dallas in the top four. No, I mean, no. Dallas is a lock for the four, but I'm saying, like, well, I'm trying to clear-cut, like, who I really think is a contender got here. Got it, got it, got it. I think 
Dallas will never move to the third spot or above. No. I, I'm looking at Arizona, Green Bay, and Tampa. They're one, two, three. I could see some shuffling maybe going on there. You know, Aaron Rodgers can't really count him out. Thank God they didn't get OBJ because he's just a curse wherever he goes, apparently. He's hurt, too. Yeah, I, I don't know. So the Cardinals, I mean, look, I've been impressed with them this year. I just wonder if they can really keep it going. They're they're an unproven team, obviously. I think this. I mean, I think people thought they'd be good this year. I kind of think this, this level of success, though, came out of nowhere. I don't know. I, I could I could see Green Bay being one. I could see Tampa being one. I know Tampa's got an easy schedule. They got an easier division. That's the thing. Tampa's so, schedule yeah, in the next six so games is just crazy I, bad. I, I, I you know what? I'll go with you, Mike. I think I'm going to put Tampa number one. But looking at the rest of the NFC playoff picture, I mean, again, the, the more than you know, the majority of the teams in the NFC, you know, aside from the what do we got here? The top, the, aside from the top six teams in the NFC, the rest are all under 500. So you know, it just it's a putrid conference, frankly. So I think the Rams are pretty much a lock for a playoff seat, despite the fact they've fallen off. I think the 49ers got some momentum. I'd like to think that they're also a playoff. They're probably going to be a wild card team. And I'm looking at the rest of this. I mean, it is just ugly. It's I just mean, a guess. Just guess. It, I mean, I'm going to go. I mean, Atlanta, no. Philly, no. The Panthers, God, no. The Saints, definitely not after last night. The Giants, I don't think so. The Bears are bad. Excuse me. I don't. I don't think the Seahawks are. Uh, the Seahawks are not good. I need that that top pick. The Lions, obviously, there's no way. So I'm looking at it here. For that final wildcard spot at NFC, I mean, I guess I got to go with... Uh, it's between two, like I, I had. I, I want the Washington... I would prefer the Washington football team. Kirk Cousins is actually having a decent year this year. So, I don't know. Maybe i go with Minnesota. I, I'll just stick with Washington for now, but I can see it being Minnesota. But NFC is awful. Quickly, before we get to our fantasy segment, Matt, your thoughts on the NFC playoff picture? Yeah, you guys hit it all. It's In my opinion, it's really the top three that are... The only real contenders. I think maybe you can make the argument for the Rams. I don't think I don't think Dallas is that legit. I mean, they're going to win the division. The NFC East is terrible. I mean, they're just mediocre, honestly. But you know, say what you want. I don't think the Cowboys are going to make make any push in the playoffs. And the bottom of it is all ugly. It's all five and six, five and seven records. I don't I don't think any of these teams are very good. But if I was going to pick one, I would say. I would say the Vikings over the football team, I think. I think Kirk Cousins is 23 touchdowns to three interceptions season this yep. year. I think I think that's going to be good enough for them to to make the playoffs. I know, Mike, you mentioned that they've lost some last-second games. I mean, they, they've pretty much been in many of the games they've played. So I think, I think they're a solid team. They're not going to make any push, but they're the best of the worst, I would say. I think that's fair. I mean, look, a lot to break down with the playoff picture. I think we got a lot of it in. You know, obviously, as we kind of will go, obviously, the rest of the way this season, hope you continue to join us at NFL Friday. We'll break more into kind of what we think, you know, playoff, like the true Super Bowl contenders are and whatever. But fascinating playoff picture. It'd be interesting to see what happens going forward. But that's going to do it for the playoff talk for now. So let's quickly transition. Matt, appreciate your contributions throughout the show. But, of course, you are here as our fantasy expert as we do every week, stardom, sit-em, sleepers. Your fantasy team would not be complete without some NFL Friday fantasy advice. So, Matt, let's start off. Give us a couple of stardoms for this week. All right, here's my first stardom. I got to represent Philly. I'm going Devontae Smith versus the Jets okay. as your number two or three. I mean, he's had a couple bad games recently, 2.2 points last game, six points, 6.1 points in the game before that. But I think he's just going to exploit the Jets' weak secondary. I mean, they've let up nine receivers, have scored at least 13. Talk trash about Bryce Hall at your peril, my I'm, friend. I'm sorry, but just reading the stats, nine nah, receivers have fine. scored at least 13 uh, PPR points against the Jets in the last five games. I mean, he's not good enough to be a wide receiver one right now, 
possibly not even two, but he does have two games in his last five with over 17 fantasy points. The only concern I would have is Jalen Hurts' ankle injury. I think that could possibly affect how the offense is run, and especially if Minshew's the quarterback, I think that could affect, but I think he's going to have a good good game today or this week against the Jets. Okay, and who's your other starter? My other starter is going to be Van Jefferson against the Jags. Um, the Jags have a weak defense. Uh, they're ranked 20th against opposing wide receivers. And you guys mentioned OBJ is out or he's injured. I think Van Jefferson, I think he could, he's a good deep threat for the Rams. He's kind of a boomer bust, but I, I definitely see him catching a long touchdown this week for them. All right, a couple solid stardoms. You know, I think by book logic, Devontae Freeman is a good start for against the Jets. I hope he doesn't have a big game. But, hey, that's how it goes. Good picks there. Mike, do you have any thoughts on these? Yeah, I mean, I like both those picks. I agree with starting Devontae Smith in this game. Look, I I just think it's going to be a balanced back game for him and, and potentially Jalen Hurts if he's not too injured. And the Rams are in a world of trouble right now. So if they Van Jefferson better step up and help his team out when they need it right now because Matt Stafford needs it and this Rams offense needs it. And really, this is kind of the perfect opportunity for them to get back back in their shoes against a very bad Jacksonville Jaguars team. So I like those. All right, so of course it would not. We got the stardoms, but of course you needed to know who you're gonna sit as well. So who is riding the pine this week? Who are your two situms? I don't know if you'll like this one as a Jets fan, <laughs> but I think Tevin Coleman. That's is... fine. He's terrible. All right. Well, I'm. I'm <laughs> no, he's actually not that week. bad. But go ahead. He's he, he's fine. I mean, he's, he's he rushed decent. for 67 yards. He had two receptions last game. It's all right. I mean, it's fine. But I think the Eagles' defensive front's really going to shut them down on the run. They have Hassan Ridgeway, who's had a fantastic year. Fletcher Cox, he's old, but he's still solid against the run. They've played key roles in the run game this year. And Ty Johnson and Austin Walker, they pretty much split carries with them throughout last game. And, I, I mean, you mentioned it for the practice squad guy, Walker. He, he had Is it Wa- first... I think it's Waller, right? Is it Waller or yeah, Walker? I'm pretty sure it's Waller. All right, then Austin Waller, he had the nice rushing touchdown. And also... Yeah, it's Waller. All right, then Tevin Coleman. He's he's not really involved in the red zone as much. He's uh, I don't see him catch, uh, getting those red zone rushes for the touchdowns like like Waller and Johnson. So I don't. I, I'm gonna sit him this game. Yeah, I, I mean, look, he has twenty. Actually, Walter. So we were both it's Walter. Wrong. Oh, he geez. has twenty eight points all season long. So he's uh, he he would be on my bench every single week. I mean, I, I mean, this is, the thing with, this is the thing with the Jets. They bring in Telvin Coleman. You know, he's a veteran running back. I mean, he's been fine. What, what they've asked him to do, he hasn't put up big numbers. Michael Carter was the guy that was emerging as your true running back one. Dual threat out of the backfield, run pass, even a good uh, pass protection in the blocking game. But let's keep going here. Who's your other sit He's He's somewhat of a big name, but Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs is the be- sixth best defense against the wide receivers this year. And ever since Jerry Judy's return from injury, he's lost a ton of targets. He only has 16 receiving yards in his last four games, which is terrible. And the Broncos have been also using more of a rushing attack lately. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams have increased their, their workload back there. And I, I just don't see his role increasing with Jerry Judy, you know, continuing to rise. Solid pick. Mike, you have any thoughts on that? or? Yeah, I, I, I mean, the first six weeks he was kind of crushing at 25 points, 25 points, 24 points, um, 11, 11.8 points. And then since week eight and on, he hasn't been above six points, so he'll be on my bench for sure if he was on my team. I like the the distinction of, of the defense of the Chiefs being able to to shut him down, and the Broncos, uh, uh, not the Broncos, um, yeah, the Broncos are 
just getting the ball to Jerry Judy more now that he's not off in now that he's not injured. And it should be a good game either way. But I I think Jerry Judy is going to be the better way to go in that offense. And of course, what makes or breaks a fantasy team, I say this every week, is that sleeper pick, that guy that no one else is thinking about right now. Who is your sleeper pick this week? We mentioned it earlier this, earlier in the podcast. It's going to be a huge game on Monday Night Football. Pats, Bills. I'm going with Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver for the Patriots. Tredavious White, the great cornerback for the Bills, has a torn ACL. Kendrick Bourne is rostered in just 22% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. But guess what? He had two touchdowns, 61 yards, and five catches last week for 18 points. He had 19 points two weeks before that. And he's continued to get more and more red zone targets lately. And I would say he's a safe option at the very worst because he's had at least four catches in his in seven games this year. I think he's going to have a great game against Buffalo this week. Well, those are some solid fantasy picks, Matt. Thank you very much. So, of course, we've talked about what we usually talk about on this show, and now it is time for the weekly Pick'ems segment. Week 13 of the NFL season, our Week 13 NFL Friday Picks. Let's get it started with the Giants. And, Mike, we'll go to you first. Giants at Miami. Who do you got in this game? Look, as much as I want the Giants to win this game, they're just not going to. The Miami Dolphins are going to win this game, especially with Mike Lennon, who is going to be the one under center. We know what he can do for the Giants team, and and we've seen it time and time again, and that's why I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins in this one. Matt? I completely agree. The Dolphins, I think they're just too good. They're at home also this week. I, I don't think Mike Lenz going to be enough to lift the Giants' offense past the past Miami this week. Look, I don't like either of these teams. I don't like the Dolphins. I don't like the Giants. But the simple fact of the matter is Mike Lenz is not very good. The Dolphins have kind of picked things up here a little bit right now. Give me the Dolphins. All right, next up, Indianapolis at Houston. Colts. Okay. Yeah, Mike's, Mike's, Mike's going to get us. Oh, all right. We'll, we'll make it quick. I do not mind going through a quick well, we, fantasy segment. What do we have to say about the Texans? No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, pick them segment. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I agree with that. That's fine. Colts are a better team. Give me the Colts. All right. Next up, another big mismatch, so we can do this quickly. Minnesota at Detroit. Mike? Yeah, it's going to be Minnesota. As much as much as I, I <laughs> die for Dan Campbell and want this guy to get a win so badly, it's not going to be It's not going to be against the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Dan Campbell. I think he's a great I think he's a great coach. I just don't think it's going to – I just don't think he's going to win this week against he, Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm dying. At least he's not going to go – at least he's not going to lose 17 games. At least he got that tie in there. That's I, all that I, matters. I'm dying for Dan Campbell to get a win as well. I Look, he's crazy. I, I think he's an okay guy, though. I, but I don't see that coming this week. Minnesota is just a better team, so give me Minnesota as well. All right, next up, the game that I will be paying the most attention to, I think the game Matt will probably be paying the most attention to, Philly at the Jets. Mike. Yeah, I probably won't be paying much attention to this <laughs> at all. But I'm, I'm honestly stumped because I want to take the Jets. If Jalen Hurts doesn't play, um, I, I I think I'm going to take the Eagles either way, honestly, now that I, I rekindle my thoughts. I'm going to go Eagles. I just think they're a better overall team than the Jets are. And, and Jalen Hurts or not, I think they're going to be able to get this win. Uh, Matt? I would say I, I'm also kind of in the air about this one. I think if Minshew plays, I think the Eagles lose. But right now, everything I'm hearing is that Hurts has been practicing more this week, and I, I think he's going to end up starting the game, especially with his competitive nature. I'm going to go with Philly, even better, especially if uh, especially if Hurts starts. The New York Jets, my favorite team, have never, ever beaten 
the Philadelphia Eagles in the regular season in the history of the franchise. Of course, the Jets, an AFL team, the Eagles, a very storied NFL team, did not start playing each other in the regular season until the 1970s. But of course, in that time, I think it's about 11 games or so, might be a little bit more, the New York Jets have not beaten the other team that wears green. They've lost every single time. But you know what? You know what, folks? That is going to change this weekend. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Zach Wilson finally going to throw some touchdown passes. I hope, I pray. Give me the Jets. We got to be positive. We got to believe. That's a Mets reference, but that's okay. I wish we could talk Mets right now because that is a crazy positive <laughs> thing to talk, but we're on a football podcast. But give me the Jets over Philly for this weekend. All right, next up, one of the other bird teams in the NFL, that's the Cardinals going to Chicago to take on the Bears. Matt, let's start with you. I got to go with Arizona. They're the number one team in the NFC right now. You know, they haven't been as strong as they were at the beginning of the year when they started off unbeaten, but I, I just don't see how Arizona's going to lose the game against Chicago. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Matt. I think Arizona's going to win this one. However, I do think it's going to be a closer game than a lot of people expect. Uh, I, I've been looking. Some people think it's going to be a blowout. I, however, do not think so. I think the Bears are going to be able to keep it close, keep it a one, maybe a ten-point game, but I, I do think the Cardinals are going to eventually get the win. Yeah, I don't like to be, you know, I don't like to always go with the flow, but give me Arizona as well. Just a far and away the better team. Uh, I don't know if there's much to say there. Okay, next up, Chargers at Cincy. Matt. Great game. Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. Both teams are fighting for the uh, for the wild card right now. Uh, they both have close records. I don't know the exact records, but I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Uh, Chargers have been struggling as of late, and I, I feel like Joe Burrow is going to lead them to victory, especially at home. Yeah, I'm going to go differently than you. I think that this is going to be a game that the Chargers can can win and get a big bounce-back win for them. Um, that'll make both teams 7-5, and five, and I believe the Bengals have the, the tiebreaker, so it wouldn't really change the standings. But I think the Chargers are going to have a, have a breakout game, and Justin Herbert is going to be able to get back to the quarterback he was the first couple games of this season. Look, aside from that game against Pittsburgh where they were able to pull out a win, which they nearly blew, the mm-hmm. Chargers have been losing a lot of games recently. I don't really. I've, I've just been frankly disappointed. I think Justin Herbert, who I, I thought was my guy, well, not my guy, but I thought he was the guy. I thought he was playing really well his rookie year and this year at least to start. I don't know. I don't really know what to make of them right now, but I think Cincy's the better team, so give me Cincy. They're at home, like uh, Matt mentioned. I think they can pull out the win. All right, next up, Tampa at Atlanta. Mike. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Bucks are going to win this game. Also, not pixelated, heartfelt FaceTime from the entire Bucks team to a, to a ninth grade <laughs> basketball course. team. Yes. Awesome. They're going to get good karma for that. They're going <laughs> to blow out the Falcons. And it's. They also have some bad karma on their side because Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, Brown yeah. yeah. They're, only, they're only a 10.5 point favorite, and I think they're going to cover that easily. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't have anything else to add to that. I completely agree. I don't have anything else to add either. Atlanta's not very good, and Tampa, I think. As much as I don't want this to happen, I think the NFL beat reporters and writers and media is going to get their favorite storyline of Tom Brady versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I don't want that to happen, but I'm really afraid that's what we're going to get. All right, next up, Jacksonville at the Rams. I don't see how the Rams are going to lose this game. Jacksonville's not very strong this year, especially Urban Meyer's head coach. Trevor Lawrence hasn't had a great year for them. I, I think the Rams, they haven't been playing amazing lately. OBJ is injured right now. I don't know if he's questionable or, or out, but I, I still think the Rams are going to win this game. Yeah, once again, I'll just have to go with the flow here. I, I, it seems like every week on NFL Friday we do picks, and I always just end up saying the same thing for each pick. They're the better team, so I'm picking them. And I hate to sound like a broken record, but that's just how, just, that's how the picks work. I'm not some 
gambling expert. I don't know the wind velocity out in Florida right now or in, inside SoFi Stadium where there is no wind because it's closed. But the point is, give me the Rams in this game. Uh, just a better football team. Okay, next up, Washington. I didn't. Beat, oh wait, I didn't make my pick. Oh, you didn't make your pick. My apologies, Mike. Go I'm, the, looking, I'm looking at the spreadsheet. It's filled the, in. It's so. the Rams. And, and it's just they're the better team. This is going to be a big, big bounce back win. They're facing a very bad Urban Meyer, Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's just going to be the game where I feel like the the Rams can get back to themselves and then charge forward for the rest of the season. You know, you mentioned Urban Meyer. I just want to say real quick because, I don't know, in my, in my head I can't help but associate the two. You know, I think Urban Meyer was probably the biggest clown coach of all of football this year until, well, he might still be, but the, the past couple of days, I know it's college football, so it's a little different. But Brian Kelly putting on his fake Southern accent. I think they already recorded Gridiron this week, so for your college football fans who listen to College Gridiron, our podcast, I don't think they had a chance to talk about this, but I'll talk about it because I just feel like it's football-related. Why not? Brian Kelly is the biggest clown on the planet, and he goes and fakes a Southern accent at an LSU football, uh, basketball game? I mean, you got to be kidding me. That was, that was that was honestly hilarious. Like that was Someone did a meme of like Michael Scott when he was doing the, the Louisiana from The Office. I mean, it's just... Uh, it was just the dumbest thing, but I'm, I'm losing track here. Let's continue on with the picks. Washington football team at the Raiders. Matt, who do you got in this game? Well, you did just mention clown coaches. I mean, John, John <laughs> Gruden's out now after his whole scenario this year. Yes, well, there's different levels of clowns, yeah, and that's, I think that was... that's very true. <laughs> that that's was very uh, true. pretty bad. Yeah, so I'm still, picking the, I'm still picking Las Vegas. I mean, it's just... You mentioned just picking the favorites at this point, but I think I think, I think Vegas is going to win it, even without, you know, their original head coach from the beginning of the year. Yeah, I'm going to go gonna go with the football team here. I do not think Josh Jacobs is playing, so Kenyon Drake will be getting the majority of the snaps. At least he's questionable, so so I'm just going to be I'm going I'm going to assume for pick's sake that he's not playing. I'm going to go the football team. I think they're on an upward trajectory and, and I like I said I think they're going to get that last wild card spot. So I'm going to take them with a win here. Yeah, and looking at this matchup, I mean, I think it's just really Excuse me, I think it's like two really mediocre teams. I don't know. I just, I, I just gut tells me the Raiders, so I'll go with the Raiders, you know. I just I, this game is not that exciting, you know. It is what it is. So it's just going to be the Raiders. All right, next up, a game that historically is very exciting, but given how bad Pittsburgh is these days, I don't really know if it's going to be. That is a Baltimore at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Matt? I think just because it's a divisional game and it's at Pittsburgh, it might be closer than some people would expect, but Roethlisberger is terrible this year, especially lately, and Pittsburgh's just not a good team, so I'm going to go with Baltimore. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Lamar Jackson had that four-pick game last week. He's going to bounce back from that. I have no hope in this Pittsburgh Steelers team. I think they're very bad, and I don't think they have much going for them. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger will be the quarterback of this team much longer. I'm going to go the Ravens here. Yeah, again, just following following the group here, I also give me the Ravens. Lamar, really bad game against the, the, the Browns, as Mike mentioned. He's not one to really let that kind of stuff stew around. I think he's going to bounce back, so give me the Ravens. Okay, next up, an NFC West matchup. 49ers at the Seahawks, a game I'm invested in all the Seahawks games these days because of that first-round pick. Mike, who's liking this one? Yeah, I love the 49ers in this. I don't know how the Seahawks are as bad as they are. They're 3-8. and eight. They're pretty awful. And I, I don't know how. I feel like they have good receivers. Good, Russell, I still think Russell Wilson is obviously a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. I don't know how they're 3-8, and eight, but the 49ers are, are, are good. I think Jimmy is getting better and better every game, and I'm going to take them. Matt? Yeah, I would agree. I'm, I'm a big Russ fan. I, I just don't see how Seattle's going to win. I mean, they have all the weapons like you mentioned. They have Metcalf, they have Lockett, they have Wilson, and they have Bobby Wagner on their defense, but I, I, 
for some reason they're just not putting it together this year, and I just think uh, I think the 49ers are going to take the win. I mean, look, I don't know if Russ, I don't know if his fingers still bothered him. I know he came back sooner than expected. You know, I just, the Seahawks are not a good team, which is fine by me. I am thrilled that the Seattle Seahawks are not a good football team. Jamal Adams, tell me again how the culture out there in Seattle is different. You're just as bad as the Jets. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, talk about clowns. Blitz boy. Blitz boy, exactly. <laughs> I, I could do some, you know, I just, I, I, I got really riled up about this, but look, Jamal Adams is literally one of the biggest clowns. Uh, smoking cigars backwards, talking how he's the best safety in the league and like, gets hit in the helmet with a football. I mean, the guy is an absolute clown show. So I do not care that the, the Seahawks are a bad football team. Give me the 49ers as well. And then finally, as we wrap up the, as we wrap up the picks, excuse me, a couple of primetime match, matchups here. First up, Denver at Kansas City, Sunday Night Football, Mike. Yeah, two great games, Sunday, Monday night. I think the Chiefs are, like I said previously in the episode, I think the Chiefs are are on an upward trend again. I think Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, and and Teddy Bridgewater is looking good, but if Drew Locke has to play, we've seen what he can do, and it's not much. So I'm going to go the Chiefs here, and I don't really think it's going to be a one-touchdown game. I think it's going to be closer to double digits. Yeah, I I would agree. I'm going to go with Kansas City. I it's Patrick Mahomes, man. I, Patrick Mahomes, Sunday Night Football, those two basically synonyms at this point. I think Kansas City's going to take the victory. Yeah, just echoing what you guys said, a lot of times in these matchups, it comes down to uh, quarterbacks. And frankly, I know Mahomes has underperformed at times this year, but he's a better quarterback than either of the options Denver can trot out there. So give me the Chiefs. And it's out Arrowhead, which I think makes a big difference as well. And then finally, the final game of the week, Patriots at the Bills. The best game of the week. By far. Definitely the one oh, with yeah. the most stakes. Mike, who do you like in this one? I like both teams. Is that possible? <laughs> Look. And then a tie? They they play each other again um, this year. It's in Buffalo this week. I just don't think Mac Jones and the Pats are going to be able to roll into Buffalo and do what they expect. I think Buffalo, they haven't played well the last couple games, but this is a prove-it game. This is a, this is a game to say, oh, we are the number one team, the AFC East. We're going to win this division. And look, I'm going to take Buffalo in this game. I think Allen's going to have a breakout game. I think he's going to be able to connect with all of his receivers. Stephon Diggs is going to have a huge game. And I just picked up Matt Breed off of waiver, so I think he's going to have a big game as well. Um, so I'm going to go Buffalo here in a great game, very high-scoring game. Matt? I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go with New England. They've been rolling. I mean, Tredavious White, as I mentioned earlier, is a torn ACL for Buffalo. i got to rock with my sleeper, Kendrick Bourne, against them. I, I feel like this is going to be a playoff atmosphere game, and it's going to be a big test for Mac Jones, but I think he's going to – I think he has the fortitude to pull out a win against Buffalo. I mean, look, I don't like either of these teams. I definitely dislike the Patriots more given my history with them. And it, it, it hurts to say this, but i got to take the England as well. They are just on a roll of all rolls right now. The, the, the way that they're outscoring their opponents – I mean, obviously with Bill you expect good defense. But the offense is clicking. Mac Jones, I, again, I want to vomit saying this, but he's probably the best rookie quarterback. That's not saying he'll be the best one down the road. Oh, he's the best rookie quarterback this, this season. This season he far. is, by far. It helps that he's in the best organization, best supporting cat. Like, he got in the best situation for himself and for any of the quarterbacks. But, yeah, I mean, New England, I get that it's in Buffalo, but just a better team. And it just seems – I know last year Buffalo was able to win the season series against New England. I don't know. It just always seems to me that Buffalo – Always, and it's the same way with the Jets. They just never like can get over that New England hump, like most teams in the AFC East. Bills, all three other teams. Bills Mafia is already tailgating right now for this game. They're <laughs> ready. Know, they're, they're crazy. I mean, hey, good for Bills Mafia, but look, the Patriots, they've been the class of the AFC East for 20 years. They took a break off last year. I think they're kind of back. Give me the Patriots. So that is going to do it 
for our picks this week. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us. You can listen to the show every week on iTunes, Spotify, WFEVsports.org, or wherever you get your podcast. For Mike Messina and Matt Benson, I'm Michael Legan. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy some NFL football. NFL Friday is a production of WFUV Sports.